G'day, Trendsetters. Welcome to episode 246 of the Transmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg. If you have any questions at all you'd like to submit through to the show, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com. And before I answer a question from Robbie, I have a new book coming out, and I know I'm super excited, super pumped that this, that the, with this book. It's called Key Sessions. And what it is, it's 101 key triathlon training sessions. So there's a ton of swimming sessions, ton of cycling sessions, ton of running sessions, ton of strength and conditioning sessions. 101 all up. Keysessions.com is where you can find out more about it. It's available on um, ebook and paperback all from Amazon. At the moment, I've got to get my finger out and put it elsewhere, but at the moment, it's only available on Amazon on those paperback and ebook. So keysessions.com is where you'll find out more about that, or just go to Amazon, type in either my name, Tim Egg, and it should pop up, or type in key sessions, and it should pop up. But it's pretty cool. Uh, um, it's, it's not my first book. I, I've I've had three books in the past. The one was one did okay. Two were absolute flops. And um, actually, no, I'm going to cancel that. Um, I've done four in the past. One was good, and three were absolute flops. But there was just from what I was writing about. Um, but none of them are all for none of the others are for sale. But the, apart from the one that actually did well, you, I think you can still get it free from the Trainsmove website. It's basically um, the be- best advice from pro triathletes and elite coaches. I, it was like, um, and, I, and I'm not trying to sell this here. I'm, I'm coming up with a, a bit of a funny story. I got, uh, you know, 100, 100-odd um, pro triathletes and coaches to write their best advice, and I put it all together, sold it as an e-book. And within, you know... Oh, Within 24 hours of that book coming out, it was the year Freddie Van Leer won Kona because I remember it was like two weeks after he won it, he wrote this piece for the book. And I was thinking, crikey, this man would have to be the most sorted after person in triathlon and he's got time for this. And it was like I, I shot him an email on one day and the very next day he wrote back all this, you know, here's what you need, here's some photos for the book, you know, whatever else you need. He was such a true professional. Anyway, this book goes on for sale, goes on sale, and I get an get a email from Amazon within you know definitely within twenty four hours of it going and saying you've now just reached the Tasmanian bestsellers list, and I thought crikey, that sounds all right. And at this stage, I hadn't looked sideways at anything, and so I thought, what about selling for me to reach the Tasmanian bestsellers list? So I jump on Amazon to have a look at the quick reports. 70-odd books. It was like 76 books or something like that were sold. And I think that's all it takes to jump on the Tasmanian bestsellers list. 76 books. Well, there you go. So I, I, I just haven't thought about that in 100 years. It was, it was funny, just funny. You know, big old Tasmania. So today's question comes from Robbie. What would you recommend when doing an open water swim training on your own? So... It, it it depends what you're doing, where you're doing it, and how you're doing it. Um, I would recommend having something with you that is going to prevent you from drowning. Um, so, for for instance, uh, like a wetsuit, 
because you can always just float there. I remember having this argument with my mother-in-law going back a few years ago that I wanted to swim in the Tama River. And she goes, well, what happened if you get a cramp? You know, don't do this, don't do that. I don't, I don't. You're fully against it. And I, and I go, well, if I get a cramp, I'll just start floating and do my best. I go, I'm in a wetsuit. You float. And so I would recommend in a wetsuit, but there's obviously some places you just, it's, you know, hot as crap, so you don't really want to be in a wetsuit. So I would recommend having something. So if the worst case, worst case scenario is it comes, you can just not drown. So either swim with a pool boy or you can get these um, big orange ball buoys that you just tie it, you could attach it to yourself. So when you swim, it stays very close by you. Boats, if you're you know in an area where boats are coming along, they're not looking for a, a person in a black wetsuit, for instance, swimming along, but they will see an orange bu- like buoy floating along, and the, so they be able to see you there. Um, and it also helps for people from shore be able to go. Well, geez, where's he gone? And they can see if oh, there's there's a big orange ball over there. So that I would recommend that. I'd also recommend telling someone what you do, what you're trying, you know, where you're at. Saying oh, I'm going to open water swim now. I'll be back in you know an hour and a half. And if you're not, they can at least call the search party and find that body. But uh, talking about bodies, it was another another funny story. It was back, uh, oh, have to be about half a dozen years ago. There was a dead body found that was floating in the um, Trevallon Lake where I where I do my open water swimming. Apparently, it was in there for a, a couple of weeks, and I I tur- it was like a week or so after that I turn up to swim there, and so. I'm swimming, and because I've got this bloody vision of this person just floating under the, just under the surface, so to speak, um, dead. I'm thinking, crikey, imagine swimming, seeing that. Anyway, I'm coming back around. I'm almost finished my. A fifth, we've got a fifteen hundred meter loop to swim in at this um, lake. And um, it's like a perfect spot for triathletes to practice because no boats are allowed in this fifteen hundred loop. And I see it was about a half a meter under the water. This thing, this green thing that looks like a top of a head. Anyway, I just start running on top of the water. It was it was like I'd become just oh heart rate would, would have spiked. It was like me. I was running completely on top of the water, and then I realised. It was a sunken buoy, and it's been under there for a while, and it's just green and slimy. But for that good three Mississippis, I go. Oh, I don't even know why I panicked because it's not like they can really do much. But it was just that shock thing, and it was. It's not the clearest water up there either. But anyway, it's just a funny story. But I'd also um, I would definitely make sure the safety would have to be the most important thing when you go up there. Um, but also going up there with a game plan too, just going there just to cut, you know, put in some miles. Yeah, that's going to be some of some value. But after a while, you want a little bit more. So practicing your beach starts, practicing your uh, um, exits, running out of the water. That, that's huge. A lot of if you ever want to see a big group of people blow up, just go and watch people run out of run out of the water into transition one it's always it's always amusing 
and you can always tell the people that practice it or race often because they've generally got that stuff under control. Um, and you, you can, you know, basically do what you're doing in a swimming pool, but you just do it in open water and you just do intervals and really get your money's worth out of what that open water experience ha- can give you. Um, yeah, good luck with it all. Um, stay safe and hopefully, you know, keep on keeping on. If you guys have any other questions, send me through an email, tim at trainsmove.com. Till tomorrow. Hey, Rue.